What is going on, lovely people? Welcome back to another episode of the Editorial Podcast. I'm Nikki. And this is Chris coming at you with 5,221,904 Honeywell Tower fans between us. Because the world is breaking. We have record-breaking temperatures everywhere. Everywhere. Yes, Toronto is uh, just getting out of a heat wave. Uh, For the last few days, it has been about 40 degrees with the Humidex feeling closer to 50. Uh, And then downtown Toronto is all steel, glass, and asphalt. So it's pretty much an old-school clay oven down there. It's like we, we live in an air fryer. It's not cute disgusting oh yeah and then with the humidity it feels like what you're walking through minestrone soup like that's what it feels like it's just like not even good soup it's good at least (laughs) (laughs) at least give me like italian wedding or something like i know but it's like you know that like almost thick canned minestrone soup it feels like that like like chef boyardee Oh my god, it's like a Chef Boyardee tinned mini ravioli. It's like oh, that dude. consistency. <laughs> dude, that reminds me. I think I saw a TikTok once where this lady was like making Chef Boyardee ravioli or whatever oh, man. Uh, for her kids and took out a like literally like the back half of a mice of a mouse, sorry. Oh my god, what? from the can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh like, my god. Like she put it in the plate to microwave it first off. Why do you microwave soup? Like it just explodes in the microwave. Like aren't you supposed yeah. to put it in a pot? Put it in a pot. And, like exactly. Right? <laughs> I, I mean like okay. So and then she like picks out like legit with her fork like a like the back half of what <clears throat> looks like a mouse. No. Like, you see the tail and you see the Mm-mm. feet and I'm like <gasps> No oh, thanks. Oh my goodness. Nope. Mm-mm. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been watching, I've been watching like a chef's tour or a cook's tour rather. And like, you can find all of it on YouTube, by the way. Um, the YouTube channel is called Go Traveler. And they literally have both seasons of a cook's tour, like from mm-hmm. 2000. Like they have that available, like all the seasons. So like young oh, wow. Bourdain and him like searching through Morocco to find a goat. He's like, I want, oh, I want no. a whole goat. <laughs> I already can't. <laughs> Somehow that is less visceral than finding the whole half of a mouse. No, thank you. Well, it's because there's purpose behind it, right? He's purposefully going to find a goat. Whereas you open a can of Chef Boyardee's soup and to you're not all find surprised. ravioli. <laughs> yeah, and you're surprised with a rat. It is the it is literally, you know, what is it? Like the essence of the surprise is what makes That's it disgusting. That is absolutely repulsive. The no element thanks. of surprise. That's what An it's called. Element of surprise. Yes. That that's... is how you hypnotize people. That's sorry. I just watched, I just rewatched and now you see me too. Oh, so, gotcha. I remember yeah. watching the first one. I didn't think the first one was terrible. I think both of them were really good. Did huh. you not like it? I don't remember being like un- in love with it. Like I didn't rant and rave about it for sure. 
Oh, I'm not like in love with it, but I would, but I think that like, you know, the guy who plays Mark Zuckerberg, no. Yeah, Jesse Mark- Eisenberg's face bothers me. Yes. What, he doesn't he played He played a uh, Mark Zuckerberg in Facebook. So I think I always associate him ah. with being either Mark Zuckerberg or or what's the other guy? Adam. Is it Adam? No, the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine. What's his name? Oh, uh, uh, Andy Samberg. Yes. I think those three are interchangeable white boys in my mind because they Fair. all look the same. That's you're not wrong, but I mean, like Jesse Eisenberg just doesn't have range. He's like, oh, you know who he is? He no, is the male Kristen Stewart. He like oh, is kind of no. twitchy and doesn't emote. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Did I just you know blow what? your mind? You totally did because if they were to make like. A like if Grinder was to come out with a movie, it would be like you know a gay Twilight. He should totally pay. He should totally play the role of Bella. Didn't they make a movie together though? Oh my god, they did. It was called Adventureland. It was like they worked. They worked at a fun (laughs) fair. I know that Bill Hader was in it, and that was the reason why I watched it because I love Bill Hader. They walked. They worked at an amusement park or something. Exactly. Okay, I think I heard of it, but it didn't appeal to me, so I didn't watch it. Very fair. Bill Hader was the shining, the shining gem in that movie because Bill Hader is a shining gem in every movie. He's wonderful. You know what else is a shining gem? <laughs> Tell us, Nikki. <laughs> we are, bro. Do you realize this is our sixtieth? episode bro i know 60th episode dude well i mean like it's technically 58 because we took a like hiatus like during christmas and relaunched two episodes but but you know logistics aside like this is our 60th episode this is our 60th episode you know what's funny those two episodes don't count because i labeled those as extras you did yeah, dude. This is like legit oh. episode 60. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, okay. So never mind. I take that back. Okay. Yeah, This is dude. impressive shit. Yeah, I know. Like, we we committed hard. I've never we committed did. to anything like this. I didn't even commit to my major like this. Well, same. I've never committed to another human being like this before. Like, I you know. and I are technically married at this point. I know. We're pretty much common law married. Right? Yeah. Like what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. Yeah. Well, I've made that abundantly clear, but you don't want any of my goat in a sandwich jokes. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say like goat vindaloo or something. Wow. I want to say that's almost racist, but it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we're common law married, so I guess it's okay. I- <laughs> Fuck, if I knew how to make fried rice, I would give you some. But I don't know how to make fried rice. Trust me, if I, could do, do I know. if I could do a vindaloo, I would give you some. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I have never tried goat vindaloo or any vindaloo for that matter. So. Yo, when you come to Toronto, we're going to go to Banjara. I'm going to hook you up. And then we're going to go all the way to the east side to Lahore for some North Indian food. I got you. 
We should probably like open up a bottle of bubbly, you know, but not like alcoholic bubbly. Probably like apple cider. Some sparkling cider. apple cider. Exactly. Yeah. Spark- <laughs> you know, that shit's actually bomb. Okay? It's delicious, so- bro. So good. Um, We should open a bottle because, yeah, I mean, it's our 60th episode. Who would have thought that we would get this far? Like, to be very honest, Chris, there were times where I'm just like, you know what? Maybe we should just call it because – I don't know. Like, our audience has grown, and it's wonderful, and we have listeners from, like, all around the world. It's probably just, like, this one. I'm I'm thinking that it's probably, like, people who either use VPNs. VPNs. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, who the – like, let's be real here. Who the fuck's listening to us from Pakistan? Like, legit. Like You know what? You Brown people represent. I'm here on. for you. <laughs> I'm here for you. I see you. I, 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 I'm here with you in spirit. If you're here for this, I'm, I'm here for you. So thank you so much. If you're using a VPN, that's okay too. Yeah, that's okay too. But like, we have people who listen to us from like Ireland, from like, I have a couple friends from from Ireland. Is that them? Well, hello, maybe from Ireland. (laughs) Because honestly, like, I just don't know if we have like, we do have some really wonderful listeners who are so dedicated to us and, and to all of my pals who listen to this yeah. <laughs> all the time. I love you so much. Thank you for, for spending time with us every week. Cause we appreciate you, Eric, Tanya, Jasmine. I see you guys. I hear you guys. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> every week. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Jay. I hear you as well. Thank you, dude. Yeah, I've not met you guys, but Chris tells me good things, so yes. I love you just as much. But we honestly, like, you. remember, we're common law married, so we love we you are. equally the same. <laughs> we share friends now, is what it is too. Like, I yes. will give you a kidney. Yes, I have an immunocompromised one, so you're more than welcome to it. But I mean, <laughs> do you really want it? <laughs> I mean, if you really needed one, maybe. If you really maybe. needed one. We'd see. If you really needed one. Exactly. But yeah, it's just like, it's very crazy. Like, it literally tells us Germany, Nigeria, Thailand, Brazil, Iran, Ireland, France, India, Australia, Chile, Pakistan, Portugal, South Africa. If you guys are actually from there and not using a VPN, hello. We love you. Yeah, hit Uh, us up. Ask us questions. We want to know about you. How's life treating you in that part of the world uh, and all that good stuff? If you're, if you're well, using a VPN, so, just yeah. lie to us. Just lie yeah, to us exactly. and make us think it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, we do also have, like, England and, like, the States. Well, the, those – I don't know why I, like, refuse to believe that there's actually people in England listening to us because they must be searching for something else very posh and then just stumbled across ours thinking us. that it's the same – Yeah, thinking that it's that podcast that they're looking for and then they're, like – what the fuck is this? <laughs> I know, but that's okay. If if you are from 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 England, we're here with you. You know, I'll I'll look past the colonization. I'm okay with that. I've I've made peace with it. We're moving on now. Oh yeah, and you should probably apologize for just like, you know, not having the best curry over there. 
<laughs> Hashtag colonization. <laughs> yeah, or the best any type of food. I don't think England's very known for their food. Funnily enough, I saw a post where it was like England still eats like Germany is flying overhead, and I choked. I was laughing so hard. Like as if they're like in the war. Exactly. <laughs> Ew, does their, like, food still come in, like, powder or something? No, because it's, like, a ration diet. It's, like, some veg, some potatoes, and some meat. Like, it's... That's disgusting. Hey, I mean, listen, I've watched a couple episodes of Somebody Feed Phil where they're in, where he's in England. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'd eat here. I don't have a problem with this. Oh, true. And I mean, like, yeah. if I can eat that food and look as good as Kate Middleton does right now after having four, five, six children. How bro. many kids does that woman have? 17, I heard. I Jesus don't know. Jesus Christ. Like, what are they, a Mormon couple? Oh, you know what? They don't believe in abortions, right? Isn't that right? <gasps> no. Mm-mm. No, thanks. Nope. Mm-mm. Or nope. maybe she is the new age Mary where Jesus just gives her a baby every year for free. Uh, I don't understand that. Like kids and multiples never made sense to me. Like what in God's name made you go through it the first time? And then you just like, did you like forget the searing crippling pain of like, you know, a human coming out of you that you're like, hey, you know what? This seems like a good idea to do again. Most of the time they're on drugs fair but either which way like you gotta wear i've i've heard ali wong talk about it you gotta wear like a diaper afterwards you're pretty much oh, yeah. ripped. you're pretty much ripped apart like they gotta put you back together i can only it's like imagine. a game of operation but no How? one wins <laughs> i can only i can only imagine like how strong the meds are if you don't even notice that you've been ripped from like pretty much your pee-pee hole to your poo-poo hole like it's <laughs> it's like you got slashed by the guy with edwards it's like you got fingered by edwards oh my hands, god Jesus. you know and like he's just like oh this is not supposed to be attached and then just goes sip snip and then also at the same time he shoves a watermelon up your hoo-ha because it's the new Jesus. age of fisting so that's what it. is happening in this conversation <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know, also, it just seems like it was just yesterday when you told me that you have a friend who has kids who listens to our podcast in the car. Yes. Bro, if you're still here, fucking slow clap for you, brother. Like, there's a couple a of them. I'm ride. like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, this is not safe for children. <laughs> No, definitely not. We've just made every young woman listening to this just, like, sterile. They're like, no, you're right. No, we're not going to procreate. We're good. It's like, hey, do you want to not pay for birth control? Listen to Edit Surreal, where they give you free unsolicited birth control. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like we should be teaching a health class for teenagers. Like, everybody would just shrivel up and die. Chris, we would single-handedly fix overpopulation. A hundred percent. A hundred percent we would. A hundred percent. We'd just terrify young women and then be like, literally never come near me. 
Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Like when you're scared of the boogie monster underneath your bed because it's dark at night and you like can't see what's underneath your bed. That's like you taking a mirror to your hoo ha and it's just like a black hole and you never know what's gonna come out. It might just be like one day it's period and the next day it's like bam, like fucking, you know. You never fucking know. The boogie monster or the coochie monster. It's like the abyss. <laughs> you look into the abyss long enough, it looks back at you. <laughs> yeah. You know that like one story of like, what was it? Like there's this guy on a boat and like they're in the middle of the ocean. And then there's this giant bird. And like the giant bird. I thought you were like, literally going to say there was this giant whale and it was going to be like Moby Dick. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about dick in, we don't talk about dicks in you know sexual class wait was it sexual class this doesn't sound right in no sex like education. in your health class exactly okay in canada we call giant, it health class okay we call it sexual class in editorial <laughs> <laughs> what is that song like sexual healing okay so, no no <laughs> um <laughs> There's, do you know what I'm talking about? There's a story with like this guy on a boat, and then like there's a giant bird that signifies death, the albatross. Oh yes, that's oh, what's yes. gonna come flying out your coochie. That so don't. <laughs> it is the signifier of death. So what? stop having sex. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, and the only way to protect yourself, as we all know, is that plastics and rubber kill all living beings and kills our fish and birds. So wrap your willy in rubber. That's how you remember it. That's how you remember to wear a condom. I don't want the albatross to snip-snip my (laughs) pee-pee, so let me put on a condom. (laughs) I have a cramp in my side, Nikki. Weird. We would not pass the educational system. Like the Vancouver school board is going to be like, do you need to be like sent to a mental facility? If anything, they'll be like, somehow these two crazies managed to do it. They fixed teen pregnancies. (laughs) There's no more teen pregnancies ever. Goodbye to the show 16 and pregnant. Like, is that a, that's a show, right? Yes. A teen teen mom or something. Oh god. Gone. 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 You let your Gone. two aunties in there and you'd be so terrified. You'll never you'll just never just the idea of children will just be terrifying. Oh my god, remind me to send you this video I saw earlier today about like the world's most real uh congratulations your pregnant card. It's basically a baby crying and like basically once they open it it doesn't stop until the battery I've dies. I've seen it. I've seen it. Because you can Nikki. smash it, and if you rip the card, like, glitter comes out, right? Like, you can't. Yes. Like, yeah. No, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> I cried laughing. I was like, that is the best gift. The best Good gift. Good job to that designer for who Oh, that's amazing. Oh, oh yeah. my God. One of the classes I would teach, Nikki, one of the classes for health class is I would just open that card and just let it go for an hour. We just sit for there quietly. Education. For an hour. Exactly. For one hour, I just let it happen. It just scream and been like, I just go about my day. 
I'd like be on my phone, like just for an hour, just silence with this card screaming bloody murder <laughs> for an hour. And when the kids are like losing it, I'm like, this would be real life. Just so you know. So are we yeah. cool? Cool. I mean, that's a good one. And to pair it up, I would also show them the first aid uh, video that I was shown when I got my certificate to be a first responder of yes. how to assist in a birthing. Um, oh, no. When you actually see the coochie hole stretch as big as a watermelon, uh, I think you will be traumatized because you no, see I'm good. they my make toes it are already very, curling. Yeah. <laughs> they make it very already curling. in the movies and in the shows. But like, also, what you don't see is that you also shit yourself. So, oh yeah, not 100%. only, <laughs> not 100%. only are you ripped from like, oh, do we fucking, have to use that word ripped? Ugh, no. Okay, not only are you like torn from like navel to no asshole, <laughs> um, <laughs> you also have you also <sighs> shit yourself in a room full of fully grown adults, and that's probably also the same day that you break the sexual tension between you and your husband or whatever partner because you try to be all romantic and shit and like, oh yeah, no, we don't ever fart in front of each other. You will now have shat. Right in front of him. <laughs> um, so will he ever look at you the same again? If he doesn't, he is not a man. But I'm just saying, like... Jesus. Fair. But Jesus Christ. I... Oh, no. See, like, every time I hear a child cry, like, my ovaries turn to dust. So, like, it's just... It's, I, it's not a thing. It's just not a thing. She told me that when I sent her a TikTok video of this auntie, like her, like an aunt carrying her niece, saying how the 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 baby had, uh, when changing her diaper, peed all over herself, mm -hmm. and so the auntie had to give the baby a bath, and then while take while wiping her down, the baby had then shat all over the auntie, yep. and then after cleaning up the, the shit um as she was recording the TikTok making the video, video making the video the baby then proceeds to projectile vomit yes like through the nose through the mouth everything and i was like yeah no i'm good i mean i would have what part like back. there's so many <laughs> like oh my god i can't wait i'm like you can't wait for that really like no thank I you I would have brought in the baby back to the hospital and be like, this one's malfunctioning. I would have been like, nah, this was a mistake. I'm good. What's your return policy? Right? Like, no, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's why I was but like, if I ever get one, <laughs> like, I want, like, a fully, like, I want the latest operating system. Like, I want, like, peak, like, seven, eight-year-old, like, they can do all of that for themselves but I can still, like, instill knowledge in them, you know? Like, they don't have opinions yet, but they can do, like, basic things, like, clean themselves and eat for themselves. Oh, my God, I want a cat. I'm literally describing a cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> it, you are. 
Just getting kidding. I don't, need to, I don't need to adopt a seven-year-old from a third world country. I can just get a cat. <laughs> yeah, I know, because dogs don't know how to really clean themselves. Like, they lick their dick, but then, like, they don't know how to, like, you know, go into the shower. Well, I mean, like, cats and lick cats themselves. cats are just the right amount of detached as well. You know what I mean? Like, okay, they're just okay. the right amount of, like, I literally couldn't care less if you're here, but if you want to exist near me, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, great. It's like an angsty teenager, but then, like, without the attitude. It's like a me. I'm like that. I'm like, I'm okay with you existing in my in my vicinity. Just, like, don't look at me directly in the eye. Because then I'll get spooked and I'll walk away. Fair. Fair. Yes. Um. So we're, like, 25 minutes in and we haven't really talked about our topic yet. <laughs> Very typical edit-to-real fashion. But, Chris, Absolutely. I thought that we would – continue on with our all souls university entrance exam topics because why not and you picked one yeah um call me a little bit biased uh but naturally i picked the one about writing right uh the Mm -hmm. question is have email blogs and tweets restored the primacy of writing i had to google what primacy meant so I mean, Chris, do you want to, like, give us the lowdown, down low yes. of, like, what this question so means? So, basically <laughs> – oh, my God. So, basically, the question is, has uh, these new sort of ways of looking at writing now restored uh, the importance of writing, right? Because writing was dead for a really long time. No one – like, everyone stopped reading the newspaper and a million newspapers went out of company uh, – went out of publication – um, and writers were sort of seen as disposable for a long time. But now that we rely so much on email, on texts, um, blogs, all of that stuff, like, have we put further importance on writing now? Like, is it back? Is it like the 90s and Gen Z? Is it back and kicking? Um, is writing now the butterfly clips and, I don't know, peasant top? of today oh i see where you're going with that okay 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 i like how i had to speak in tiktok metaphors for nikki to understand (laughs) what i was talking about (laughs) so is writing now the middle part (laughs) you mean this yeah yes yes the the low rise gene (laughs) got it got it Uh, okay cool okay well i mean that's pretty much what the question is compared to like compared to like when though are you talking about do you as a writer chris have you seen the actual shift or do you did you feel the shift from um being uh important as a writer it's funny that you say this because i now see that there's a greater importance about like not just writing, but literacy. Um, mm. That's why we have apps like Grammarly. Um, Grammarly, if you want to give me a sponsorship, I would love that. Um, but oh, right. Grammarly is super awesome because like, now we're seeing that people are utilizing it in day-to-day life because they don't want to sound like morons when writing mm-hmm. an email. Um, mm-hmm. I work in a business where I have to clientele. Um And if I have a CEO of a Fortune 500 company email me, like, K period, 
I'm like, dude, I've lost every every single piece of respect I could have had for you has just gone out the window. Like you couldn't take the time to construct a fully formed sentence with a subject and predicate and an active verb. Um, that's ridiculous. So like shorthand has now meant it's now less. You've texted with me. You see that I write full like sentences. I try to have full punctuation. If I can't spell something correctly, I'll always go back and spell it correctly. Um, mm-hmm. I take this seriously because I don't want anyone thinking I'm a moron, right? So it's like I I'm very good about that, and I I I catch myself judging people based on it as well. Like I will fix your there theirs and theirs and your two twos and twos. Like I will fix oh, all of that. Oh, I would that. do that too. A hundred percent. Um, you're yours and you're yours. So it's it's one of those things that I I see myself judging people on consistently and I'm seeing that sort of shift in paradigm now where it's like less lowercase uppercase grammatical errors and more like people are taking it seriously like they're hiring copywriters now to make sure that they're doing it right. correctly. So it's like my elevation in society has sort of gone up because people are like how do I make myself not sound like an idiot? Um, because like, it's a big deal now. It's a big deal. You don't want to sound like a moron. Right. And and I totally get it because I do the same. I'm not saying that I'm a fucking English professor over here, but like when I see other realtors, like not know the difference between Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Yeah. I'm like, I... I'm like, you don't deserve to be a realtor because how dead. am I trusting you to write contracts for your yeah. clients and the multi-millions if you can't spell your or your or their or That's their? That's the thing. It's a credibility thing, right? It's like if you see someone, if you see Donald Trump tweet something, well, he doesn't have Twitter anymore. Hooray, Twitter. Um, but if you see him tweet something and he's spelt everything like an idiot, kofife, do you remember that whole thing? Kofifi, kofefe. Yeah, exactly. Like, how are you trusting him? It's like you couldn't take two seconds to spell check yourself before hitting send. And what like, you know, millions of people. to say? I don't even remember. It was just like the dumbest thing. It was like a spelling error. Um, and like, it became like a scandal because we're like, oh, right, the the president is illiterate. So it's it's one of those things where it's like it's credibility that's also linked to it, right? So it's mm-hmm. like now writing is seen as you are the source of information. Like if you are writing this, you should have some credibility to you. You should speak to that. At least spell your stuff correctly. At least. I'm not Yeah, I'm not asking you to be like, you know, fucking I'm not writing for a sonnet. I'm not looking for a sonnet. I'm not looking for, you know, a soliloquy i'm just looking for you to like put a period in dude jesus yeah. i don't need you to be like shakespeare 2021 but like you know at least when you're writing a professional email don't write it like you're texting me and not address me and not ask how my day is and like end it with like like you know a best regards like i was literally just telling Chris that there is definitely an art to writing emails. Oh um, yeah, and like oh, 100%. especially, especially if you want to be a bitch about it on oh, email. Yeah. 
Like, just so you know, if I'm writing you an email and I don't address you, hello, Chris, and I address you, hi, Chris, it means I'm already pissed. Because yes, I, I've had enough. I I've already yeah, had I've enough. Yeah, I've had enough. Yeah, like, hi, Chris, comma. <laughs> and then I won't even ask you how your day is because usually my – my standard template for emails is that I always start with, hello, Chris, comma, I hope that this email finds you well, or I hope you enjoyed the weekend. And then I go into the actual subject of the email, and then I will yes. end it with a warmest regards or best regards. But if I don't like you, I will just end it with regards. And that's when I am like already pissed. You're a lot kinder than I am. I'm really curt in my emails if I've had enough. Um, I write the best emails if we're on good terms. Like, I will specifically remember something about you. Like, my clients love my emails. Um, like, if I know that they're, like, shopping for a specific thing and they're looking for it to, like, take up to their cottage, I'm like, hey, hope you made it out to the cottage this weekend. It was gorgeous. If not, there's always next weekend, right? Or, like... If they have a dog, I'm like, hope Toby's doing well or like something like that. Or like give Toby exactly. a scratch for me. Something fun, right? Yeah. So it's always like I'll try to put something very personal in it. Um, if I've just had enough, I won't even – there will not be a hello. There will not be a hey, how's it going? There's nothing. It's just like insert name here. It'll be like Nikki, comma, and then I'll just get into it. Um my jaw I'm is very so curt and very direct. Um, <laughs> if I've already dealt with something, I'll be like, as for my last email. So it's like, I've already had enough of you and clearly you can't read. Um, and then I'll go into my grievances and then I'll always ask, what do you suggest? I'm like, you fix it. It's your problem now. I've explained my grievances and now it's your job to fix it. And then I'll just put Chris there's no there's no sign off. There's nothing. Just Chris. Not regards. No nothing. Nope. You've gone Fudge. past the point of regards. We're done. That's rough. That's like that's like going to a restaurant that like gave you shitty service and like you leave with no tip because like oh yeah I will still give like a five percent tip even so if it was like, real shit service but like you're just gonna sign your name off. Oh that's rough. Yeah. No, I'll always be like, how do you propose that we fix this? So I'm like, what's your suggestion? Okay, I write, please advise, and then period. <laughs> oh, no, I want, I, want, I want you to know that the onus is on you. Fair. I'm like, no, I want all of the blood is now on your hands. What mm. shall you do with it? Okay. Yes, you have the conscience of a small country now on your hands. Better choose the right button. Oh shit! Okay, well, oh, yeah, I I'm think... a nightmare. I'm a nightmare yeah. in writing. <laughs> and in that question, though, see, in all of this, then restore the primacy of writing, right? But we're also talking about other, like, if we're talking about restore the primacy of writing, as opposed to other methods of communication. So, for instance, over a phone call, over a Zoom call, now that this is our life, right? So mm -hmm. it's like when you're sitting through a pointless zoom call that could have been an email. Um, like what's your take? Do you, I know that you prefer a phone call over. I do. Yes. And I'm kind of the same way, depending on the situation. 
but my reasoning for that, like my argument for that is like you could spend God knows, half an hour texting back and forth to try to set yeah. up a day to go on to go on a dinner date with like two other people or whatever it is, right? To figure out what restaurant, what time to get there, the card ride yeah. situation. It would only take two minutes if I called you. For a phone call. Yeah. I don't I don't sometimes I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. I have the time of the day. Let me just text you. Or maybe you're in a situation where you cannot. Where I can't pull out my phone. Yeah. And you can only text me. I get it. But like I I also like to hear people's voices because I'm really bad at like I sorry, I'm really good, I should say, at imagining things and assuming things because I would assume your tone of voice like and 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 just like assume the way that you would say things yeah um and like the intonation of like your voice and 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 I can just spin it in so many ways like <laughs> I asked you many times right have I not I'd be are like you, are, are you mad are at you me good? I know I'm like Nikki no I'm literally just at work I'll chat with you later yeah <laughs> Exactly. I've asked you so, and that might just be me being a very like insecure person to begin with. No, it's adorable because then immediately I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you sweet little angel. I just want to hold you and pet you and stroke your head. Uh, I'm like, oh shit, like, am I, did I do something to piss her off? Because in my head, she sounds pissed off. Like, and I want to be courteous and I want to be respectful, right? So, like, I'd rather call somebody so I know I'm not spinning it wrong in my own head. That's I'm like, it. nah, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm neck deep in customers. So like, give me a few. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But what about no. you? Like, as a writer, do you think ah. that you are able to express yourself more clearly um, through <laughs> writing versus speech? See, that's where it gets a little bit tricky. I'm a dummy in real time. Um, it's for this reason that like, I can never do improv. Like I, I need to think about things. I say, I'm a lot. I say like a lot. I say a lot of those things consistently because I'm always constructing the sentence in my head. Like I'm always, you know, ah, what's the next word? Ah, yes. Words, numbers, dates, time, space, time, continuum and the lot. Um, yeah, yeah, but if I'm on paper, I can construct my ideas. I can plan things. Uh, I can sort of get, you know, connotation, denotation. I can get all of those things that we talk about when we talk about um, rhetoric, when we talk about how to construct sentences, syntax, diction. Um, if I can use one word to to acknowledge three or four different subtexts of meaning. Um, and it's it's very careful in the way that I can communicate in writing. Um, even the way that I, I just talked about writing emails, right? Like if you see, if I just write Nikki comma, you're like, oh God, already. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. it's all of these little intonations and things that I feel that I can, I can do in, in writing, but I can't really do in real time. So in terms of communication for me, sometimes being backed into a corner, I often, And I do this all the time. Like I get defaulted into weird metaphors because I don't like, I know how it would look on paper, but when I say it outside, I look like I sound like an idiot. So like today I had a customer call and asked for a very, what a specific color in an item looked like. And I was like, oh, it's like gray, but it's like brown. It's like when an elephant is drying from being wet 
on National Geographic. And I heard her just pause and she was like, huh. I was like, that's the color. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) And it's like one of those things like one of my friends, like English is not her is not her first language. Um, she speaks like three other languages before English. So I'm like, girl, you literally don't need to learn anything that we say in our bastardized language. But Mm -hmm. like she was asking what a llama was. And I was like, it's like a sheep that's long with a giraffe. And she was like, oh, okay. I know what that is. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So it's like, like, yeah, a pony had sex with a sheep. Exactly. I'm like, it's like a, it's like a giraffe, but also a sheep and long. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so it's like in in real time it's like the idiot version of what i would put on paper and make it sound eloquent and actually make it make sense uh that elephant metaphor haunted me all day i was like oh my god i'm such a moron um it makes sense though i know exactly the color you're talking about exactly the color (laughs) the lady on the phone was like huh oh oh i get it (laughs) She's like, I don't have National Geographic. I only watch uh, freaking nature Tiger videos King. on YouTube. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, is that is it like Dumbo? Is it like that color? Um, oh my god, like, I don't know. Um, Disney yeah, adults are the worst. Also, sorry, I just I, if, I offended just literally millions of people. Like, oh, I'm in the same boat. I'm I in can't. the same boat. I work with a bunch of Disney fanatics, and I'm like. Anything that you say to me goes right over my head. I just nod and smile. When they're like Lion King, I'm like, so Hamlet? Cool. Um, (sighs) I think that it's just like, it's fine if you like, you know, love Disney as an adult, but like not in the way where you fangirl over it. Like I understand the, the craze of going to Disney, but I'm just like, I did that when I was like 13 and I was just like, I never want to go back. Like there's nothing that I'm just like, I don't care for Disney princesses. I so, give two shits. Here's my, my, my thing about that. So for like specifically women who have this thing with like the Disney ideal of what like the, the, the female sort of buildings Roman should be. Um, the buildings Roman is like the coming of age, right? It's like, it's always, it's like, it's like the happy version of a Margaret Atwood novel. Cause Margaret Atwood pretty much writes the same thing. It's like woman suffers, woman overcomes, woman wins. Except in the Margaret Atwood version, you don't need a man um, mm-hmm. because post-apocalyptic feminism. But in Disney, there's always like a male to save the day. So it's like not even giving mm. the autonomy to female figures. Mm-hmm. But what I think for 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 women who are who are Disney fanatics, my whole like train of thought is like their own lives are in such a disarray and so far from this idea of like chivalry to create this like three stage teleological lifespan that we've seen in Disney movies our whole lives that like seeking solace in this means that you're creating less anxiety because it's familiar. And then you try to relive that again and again and again in those three acts. Um, Mm. So like the trek to Disney is sort of like the comeuppance and then, you know, like being there and like reveling in that is like Cinderella at the ball. And then like, you know, flying home to come into, you know, 
this male autonomy figure that hopefully will free you, you, you keep looking for that cycle. So like in my head, it's like you're recreating it again and again and again. You know, I do. I do understand that. And for some reason, like you can fact check me, but like, I do also kind of, for some reason, see this, like the, the correlation between, uh, a Disney, a female adult Disney fan and mm-hmm. having really like simp boyfriends or a simp like stop and that's exactly it right it's like this autonomous male figure right like they're the knight in shining armor they're the ones that's going to take care of you right yeah and they do like they have like no okay this is going to sound so like off but like they literally are just their existence is to make you happy and and that's all they're good for and i don't think that there's a deeper connection than I'm sure there is, but like on the outside, it just seems like, oh yes, darling, whatever you like, darling. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm always wrong. You're never wrong. You're always right, darling kind of relationship. And I, and I'm just like, wow, she's literally walking all over you, but you allow it because you also support that kind of behavior. Exactly. And those two people fall in love and get married. And then, you know, and they get One like engaged the at Disneyland, and yeah. like they all like, because they and they have their Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse ears on. God and help they're me. like, fucking, let's go on like this roller coaster and like take pictures for the rest of our lives. So like, you know what? Like that's me flaming Disney adults, but to each their own. I'm sorry. Yeah, live your best <laughs> life. Just like don't try. Don't give me the. Oh my god, you don't like this? Did you even have a childhood? I had a great childhood, and you know what? I am now a feminist as a result. So here we are. I also had a great childhood and I memorized my times <laughs> tables by the time I was five. So listen, I had delusions of grandeur and a violent tendency background because of Looney Tunes. And you know what? I'm a better person because of it. Do I still believe that I can drop an anvil on someone's head and they're just going to go cross-eyed? Yeah, I still think that's legit. Wiley Coyote did it. Why can't I? I got the other hand of uh, childhood where I literally thought that, um, you know, if it got really hot in the dance floor, that the fire sprinklers would turn on and then everybody would start taking their clothes because it's getting hot in here. And then Nellie told me that having a Band-Aid on your face is cool. So, yes. Is Nellie still around? Isn't he dead? Is this another Jesse McCartney thing? Just before hitting record, this is like, <laughs> isn't Jesse McCartney dead? And I was like, wait, hold the phone. What? <laughs> what? I just assume that if I haven't heard anyone from, like, if I haven't heard from anyone in, like, the early 2000s, that they might be dead. Like, I just assumed. I mean, Aaron Carter is pretty much half dead with all the drugs that he does. Didn't he find Jesus? Okay, that's clearly not Jesus. Is that even worse than than being dead? Is like you're finding Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, didn't he get clean and find Jesus? I don't think so. The last time I heard, he was selling sorry. Pictures. No, that's Justin Bieber. I lied. I lied. Oh I lied. no, I that lied. is Justin Bieber. Yeah, no. Oh uh, man, because the Listen, last time skinny I heard white boys. of Aaron Carter is that he was selling pictures on OnlyFans. 
Never mind. Sorry. I was like, some skinny white boy got off drugs and found Jesus. Clearly, he did not find Jesus. Gotcha. I think Macaulay Culkin also found Jesus. Jesus clearly took a detour and went far left. And Aaron Carter is just on the right side of the world and just being like, here's pictures of my pee-pee. Yo, he had great hair. What happened to him? Drugs. Fair, fair. Kids, right, don't do right, drugs. Though. Don't. This is, if you take this anything away. This is why away, we should teach. Yeah. <laughs> we should teach health class. Just like a picture like Aaron of Aaron Carter? Carter as a child. Do you want to look like him? <laughs> as this is what happens. a picture of Aaron Carter now. Yeah, this is what happens when you take drugs. You have Home Alone Boy who had a bright future, and then this is what happens after drugs. You have Aaron Carter, and then this I is what happens after Jesus, drugs. I think he found Jesus, though. I swear to God. I think Macaulay Culkin found <gasps> – he did find Jesus, and now he's married to that Asian girl, and they have a baby. Yeah, Lyndon Tipton. Sure. From The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Uh-huh. Yeah, who is funny enough, like, used to be with Miley Cyrus's brother, the really tatted one. The one that was in that band that had one song. Yes. And funny Metro enough, Station. I, have, Boom. I, ha- I have a CD from them. Do you want to hear something super funny? So do you remember Much On Demand? Oh, yeah. So Much On Demand used to film in Toronto, right at the corner of Queen and John. Um... There was a day where Metro Station was on the same show that Our Lady Peace was on. And I love Our Lady Peace, um, Canadian Pride. Um, so I was literally going to get Rain Maida to sign my CD, which he did and which I still have. Um, and Metro Station opened and I was just like unimpressed the entire time. I'm pretty sure there's might be video of me just like looking unimpressed, just waiting for Our Lady Peace to come on. It's... <laughs> Uh, I only have their CD because they were giving away for free. I can't remember at what event that I went to. That's I remember funny. listening to it and I was like, this is trash. I was like, don't they only have one song? They had enough they had enough music for an album. They had a full on album and I just remember That's funny. It was trash. That's fair. My one band that I had like that. It's like my favorite concert story. So there's this band called Young the Giant. I've been following them for like 100 years. Uh, But the first big show that they played in Toronto, they had this little band back then called Walk the Moon who just had an EP. Like they had an EP with four songs. Like that was it. Mm -hmm. Um, And my pal Osmond and I, we had tickets uh, where we had like VIP tickets. So we got like a whole package. We got like a t-shirt. We got like a poster mm. and it was somehow cheaper uh, than getting like single individual tickets. And I was like, sick, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got all of our merch and stuff. And then the band, the opening band, Walk the Moon at the time before that song, Shut Up and Dance, um, went and like took our posters out of our hands after they like asked us for re- like restaurant recommendations for the night Obviously, I sent them to the Lakeview, um, took my posters out of my hand and ran to the back uh, to get it signed by everybody from Young the Giants. So I ended up buying their EP. And that EP is probably the best EP I've ever heard from beginning to end. Wow. <laughs> and now they're like this massive band. And they had like one breakthrough song, the Shut Up and Dance song, that was everywhere. 
it was everywhere for like a year and I had never been so happy. And we ended up going and seeing them a few times where they were headlining in Toronto. And I was like, good for you boys. Oh, nice. I love this story. Yeah. That's why I was like, that's how you do it. Not Metro Station. Like, come on, guys. You had one song. Uh, I can't I can't remember any Canadian artist um, that made it big that I know of other than like. Tragically, I guess, like Neil I, Diamond. I Celine Dion. Like, well, no. Shania no, Twain. Like, no, I mean like in our, in our generation of music. I oh, mean, like, fair. Carly Rae Jepsen. Now, Fifi Dobson. Do you remember? Oh Fifi my God, Dobson? Fifi Dobson. Can I tell you the funniest story? Yeah. About Fifi Dobson? Fifi Dobson came into Duffer Mall when I was working there at a little fast fashion retailer. Um, that's Scandinavian. That may be two letters. Um, and uh, <laughs> and a symbol in between. And a symbol. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, she walked in. She had like. She, like, picked up a bunch of stuff. She was, like, there almost at closing, too. It was, like, 8.45, and we were, like, trying to clean up, and she was, like, in the fitting room, and we were, like, dude, like, we're closing in 15 minutes. Like, get your stuff and get out. Um, So she picks up a dress and all this, and, like, it took her two credit cards to pay for, like, a $30 purchase. And I was, like... No, 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 no. Dude. What? No. Yeah. I'd, I mean, have I ever told you about the story of, of Carly Rae Jepsen walking into Banana Republic when I worked there? No, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, should I have not said Banana Republic? I meant, like, Apple communism. Um, I I literally <laughs> – I, uh, I worked at Apple communism and uh, – Why is communism <laughs> the opposite of republic? I don't know because communism. Did you just think the People's Republic of China and then you were like, yeah, I did, I did. I don't know what republic actually means, but I know it's in. I know it means part of China, so communism. Um, So Apple communism. I was there for five years, and like one time in the very early years that I was there, Carly Rae Jepsen walks in, and I didn't even recognize her. This was like right before her song call me maybe like literally right before and mm. way before she got huge with like the gay community like she's literally like yes. the gay queen right so i didn't know how that happened i don't follow her but call me maybe this was like right before that so this was like right after her big break with like owl city and shit right yes yeah 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 okay, okay. i so will I also like, say that i'm a secret carly ray jepsen fan uh, i know she you love carly ray jepsen I know. I I will never admit to it if you look me in the eye, but I will say it now. <laughs> I know. I know you love her, but like. Secretly, like I Nikki. Have, allegedly. Secret, I allegedly, allegedly love her. Allegedly. Gun to the head, allegedly. no. Maybe. Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't have anything against her, but I'm just saying this is what happened, right? So. Yeah, I have the same she, thing with Fifi Dobson. The uh, thing I had against her was that she came in so late. I was like, dude, I'm trying to go home. Like what happens not- if it was my kid's birthday tonight and he had cancer and it was his oh last birthday? Oh my god, don't, don't! And my one job is to get the cake. Like Timmy's gonna die and he's not gonna get his cake. Fuck it's all no. because of you. Why do you do this? Just think Why about you- that. The next time you go into a store just before closing, that sales associate has a kid with cancer and that kid is gonna die and not get his birthday cake because of you. So think about that. Shop at a Dairy Queen is time. closed. Because <laughs> Dairy Queen is closed. Exactly. 
Sorry, continue. You have nothing against uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. I, I, do, I don't. I have nothing against her. <laughs> But, like, she came – I didn't even recognize her because I guess, like, in the music videos, obviously, they put on a lot of makeup. There's a lot of, like, CGI yeah. or whatever, right? She had really, Yeah, she had a really you – know, well, like, she had really bad skin. Like, when I met when I, when I I met her she, at Apple Communism, she was – she had really at bad Apple skin. <laughs> she had really bad skin. Maybe she was going through some things. <laughs> and – I can't stop laughing because you're laughing. I was good up until you started laughing. Anyways, she would pick up all these things, yeah, go into the fitting room, and then she didn't buy anything, but she tried on so many things, and and she got me to grab her so many different sizes. And, like, I would when – I, when I see somebody holding a bunch of clothing, I would go up to them and be like, what would you like me to show you a fitting room? Yeah, and then they'd be like, "Yes," and I'd be like, "Oh, can I have your name?" And I obviously knew she was Carly Rae Jepsen, but I didn't. I wanted to be professional, so I was like, "Can yeah. I have your name?" And she's like, "Ray." I was like, "Cool." So I I wrote it as R A E because I know that's how she writes Carly Rae Jepsen, right? So I was like, yeah. "R A E." Okay, she goes by Ray. Cool. She goes into the fitting room. There's like we have no limit at Apple Communism. Yeah, for at for, Apple Communism for the amount of clothing you bring inside. So she had like 20 pieces and then she gave me some back, but then she asked for some different sizes and some other things. And she had tried on a lot of pair of pants, like a lot of pair of pants. And she left without, like I would check in sometimes and like see how she is. But then, but then when the next time I went to go check, she had just left and like left everything in the fitting room and not like said, oh, oh yeah, no, none of them worked worst. or anything. So I was just like running around the store thinking that she had ran out to get something herself. But no, she had just left. Um, and like there's 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 certain types of people out there that, you know, probably should be Deserve sat a on. shiny place in hell. Or like should people be, who like, leave <laughs> – Stuff in fitting rooms. Well, no, like, I have a it, big deal with that. I'm like, no, not just that, not just that, not just leave. Like, I'm okay if you leave this stuff in the fitting room because you don't know how to put it back or you, you need me to hang it or whatever. Some people should be sat on by panda bears because fucking she had left the pants. You know how when you take your pants off and you just inside out, put it, no, when you put it on the floor and there's like two leg holes and you just step out of them and then the pants yep. are just circle circles on the floor yep. she had left like six pairs of pants like that on the floor i would prefer that than my favorite at that fast fashion retailer would be when customers would hang things hang long pairs of pants inside out on a hanger why did you do that now i have to take it off the hanger i have to turn it the right way and then i have to hang it up again <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Do you wear them inside out? Like, how are you wearing the pants? I'm so I used to get so mad. I would be, like, livid in the fitting room. And, like, for loss prevention, they would have to bring it out to you and you would count the items out, right? To make sure that, obviously, they didn't, you know, yes. walk out with it. Yes. So I'm like, dude, like, you don't have to bring it to me folded, hung up. Just, like, bring it to me. Like, don't just leave it in a wad. Just don't do that. Special place in hell for people who just leave things in fitting rooms. 
Oh yeah, and she just left it and was literally like, "Call me never." So I was just like, "Ever Call since me then, never. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I like lost respect for her pretty much." And I was just like, "Wow!" So just because you're a big time star now, like, I doesn't know. mean you're like, you know, too good to like shop at Apple Communism and like fucking Apple. have you know like just like well maybe our service wasn't good enough and so she just left without saying anything but anyways that's my story there yo uh, yeah i have like beef with stuff like that like i don't work in retail for clothing anymore but like i went to try on dresses for an event that i have coming up and i garment cared everything like i gave it back to the girls ready to run back to the floor everything was hung up like I do I, that. That's why I have a strong belief that every single human being, in order to graduate high school, along with your 40 hours of volunteer service, you should be working in a service industry job for at least 12 hours. Yeah. Just like put through the ringer, understand what hell looks like, and that way you're a better person at the end of it. Agreed. Agreed yep. 100%. And also teach them how to write a proper damn email. Yes, since we kind of didn't really answer the question. Right. Yes. <laughs> Nikki, what is your verdict on this? Have email blogs and tweets restored the primacy of writing? Well, on- honestly, when I first read that question, I thought it was pronounced primacy and I thought it was like it could primitive. Be. It depends on where you're from. Well, I thought that I had to remember I said I Googled what this meant, but I thought that premacy meant like primitive as in like have emails, blogs and tweets restored like primitive, like writing to a primitive form as in like, (laughs) as in like a really simplified, not elaborate, not detailed form of writing versus actually writing for a novel or like writing for, you know, like a, a nonfiction and emails blogs and tweets in that sense have definitely are definitely more primitive it's just by nature supposed to just be brief and it's supposed to get to the point and it's not supposed to have any embellishments um yes with that it makes us as humans seem so simple whereas we're not using the amount of like like a we're not using um more what am I supposed to say? Like words Flourish. that are flourished. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like words that are a little bit more difficult or not used on a day-to-day basis um, to express something. Like we're not a walking thesaurus. Not saying that, you know, people back in the day are because a lot of people back in the day are illiterate because they don't have education. But with the abundance of knowledge that we have now and access yeah. to like just access to just knowledge, um, we can be at another level of writing, of expressing, of um, written content, but we don't do it because of convenience. So if yeah. I'm answering the question in the sense of like, is it very primitive in the tweets and the emails? Yes, but but it's because we've allowed ourselves to to get to this stage and if you wrote like you're writing a novel in an email people are gonna Mm -hmm. think you're fucking nuts um and i'm (laughs) and i'm scared right like it also is like it gives copywriters a job and a sense of importance because the work that they do is not easily replicated by someone else so i like that in a sense that it allows writers to really like just be in the forefront 
right now um, of digital, like in the age of like digital media and everything, mm-hmm. um, because you don't really you don't really watch a show for the dialogue, you watch it for the drama, but then it has to be really well-written drama for you not to notice that it was actually scripted. So I think that in that sense, it is important. Um, And I don't know, like, I think that as a writer, Chris, like you must have a much more important stance on this than somebody who like only writes emails because like, you know, I have to because of work, but you write for pleasure. Yeah. It's like, I have mixed feelings about it because Yes, I do think it's definitely put, it's put writing in the forefront um, because now writing is now judged for credibility, right? It's like, mm-hmm. how do I trust you mm-hmm. if you can't put a sentence together? So it's it's one of those things where it's like, ah, yes, the way I write and the way that I portray myself in emails and blogs and tweets um, can represent different sort of facets of your being, which also represents different facets of professionalism and credibility, right? So if I'm writing about an experience at a restaurant that I had, my writing is going to be very different than me telling Nikki to look at this dumb meme, right? So mm-hmm. it's like different facets of, of, of credibility that I also want to offer as well. Um, in terms of communication, I do think it's really important because now we've seen people come into uh into bad ways just for providing information and misinformation in a way that is credible but is funded with bias you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like looking at just even recently looking at coronavirus stuff and what's been happening with vaccines right all the misinformation like the biggest thing in the u.s right now is misinformation and how information is being spread what is credible what isn't credible what is masquerading as credible right so on first view of a you know facebook post that you've seen that your auntie shared uh and is like beware pfizer because they're putting microchips in your blood um Mm. because it looks like it was cited by a real source but it clearly isn't right Mm -hmm. like how is it written am i looking for spelling mistakes that they spell pfizer with an f instead of a p Mm. um like those things right how am i trusting it on on first on first whim, right? How is this credible? If I'm writing a blog about a restaurant, how is that going to look in comparison to Globe and Mail and their restaurant reviews, right? Like what's more credible based on those things? So if we're looking at writing in the forefront, it's like we're in sort of a war on information at the same time. Mm-hmm. How do I portray myself as trustworthy? What are my credentials? How am I portraying myself in a way that makes people believe me and trust me? So in a way, writing has sort of become a forefront because you can't just be like, hey, I'm a doctor. Trust me. And now you have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. Where are you citing this from? Where is this information coming from? Um, so it's it's different because there's different connotations that I have when I'm in different facets of my writing, who I'm writing for, what my tone is. If I'm cleaning up stuff for you, for instance, mm-hmm. who the first thing I ask is, what's the tone? What are you trying to communicate? Um, because I need to know how to write for that person mm-hmm. that's going to be receiving it. How do I make it credible for them? So in terms of writing and its return to primacy, 
I think it's a big deal, especially now. Like, especially now, because we're searching for information that's trustworthy. How are we judging on first glance if it's a trustworthy source? I have the biggest example of this and like not to flame this company but like Mm -hmm. so it's like a mattress company and it rhymes with andy so andy like came out with a fucking coupon code that like surfaced on the web and this coupon code gave you 75 dollars off the like just your whole order okay 75 dollars their pillow is 80 dollars okay 75 dollars off it means that the pillow is five dollars plus free shipping so So, with taxes we're looking at five dollars and sixty cents exactly so yes this company um like fucked up basically and the code was only supposed to be for their mattress, but it had just worked on the entire website. On everything. Well, their mattress is like, you know, uh, like it's, it's more definitely more expensive than $80. So $75 is like insignificant for a mattress. But anyways. Yes. So it, it, it went on like, it just like spread like wildfire and everybody knew about this coupon code. And like I bought two pillows and like fucking everybody else that I know, other person bought a pillow as well. And then the next day I get an email and it says, Oh my God. Hi, Nikki. I'm like, not even a hello. Okay, fuck you. Hi, Nikki. I'm Tom, Andy's VP of customer experience. Reaching out about the <laughs> orders that you placed with us with the promo code blah. While we take pride in in offering the best prices 365 days a year, we think you'll agree that some deals, dash, including a coupon code like this, dash, are simply too good to be are simply too good to be true. As this code as this code was created in error, we have gone ahead and canceled your orders. Thank you for your understanding and support, period. All the best, Tom. I'm like, okay, Tom. Listen the fuck up. First off, <laughs> companies like this should own up to their fuck ups, okay? In a world own of it. of like digital like of like online shopping experiences, that I am never ordering from Andy again, okay? I like I wasn't going to order anyways, but the pillow was fucking $5, which means this is how exactly. little I value your brand. Second of all, now that you have oh my god not owned up to your mistake, not only are you are assuming that I think that you guys are not going to put on an offer like this. How am I supposed to know for a first time Andy buyer that some deals yeah. are just too good to be true? Um, why are you saying it like fucking that blonde bitch from Mean Girls? Like, what's her fucking fuck, Regina George or whatever? You sound like that right now, <laughs> okay? Like, and then goes it's a little condescending. It is so condescending, and then goes, "We have gone ahead and canceled your orders for you." And you know, I think they got actually so much clapback from this that Tom here sent out a second email. And it goes, hi there, comma, it's Tom again, comma. And it just literally says, I wanted to follow up on our our email from yesterday. And then it and it actually apologizes this time. 
I'm just going to like briefly go over it, but it basically says, I'm sorry for any inconvenience of our internal error that has caused our loyal customers, um, uh, that had caused any inconvenience for our loyal customers, blah, 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 blah. Uh, your, uh, your refund should be within three to five days. Um, here's a 15% coupon discount for any of our pillows uh, that will that will then expire on the twentieth of eight of of August. So I'm just like, okay, buddy. As a VP of experience, a customer experience, you should be fucking yeah. fired, okay? Because your first email was complete shit. Not only did you not apologize, you were condescending, and you didn't yeah. own up to the and problem. Then- the biggest thing is, is that you said that you canceled the order, but you never made it clear if the customers are getting money back. Like, I know it's implied, but for someone oh, who yeah. is looking at canceled, like, where are the logistics on where am I getting my money? Exactly. And then, like, just, like, uh, and then offer no, like, like not an – I'm not saying that even an if all you had of branch. Off, yeah, even if you had offered a coupon code the, in the first email that I would have used it because 15% is different from $75 off, I would have not – I would have not placed an order uh, subsequently, but I would still appreciate the thought, right? And exactly. Like, also, I would – like, are you going to be bankrupt if you had honored – the mistake in terms of how many people actually place an order. That's the thing. I'm like, I guarantee that their like manufacturing cost for that pillow must have been about like ten, fifteen dollars. Like, come on, like really? It's such a stupid like. It's such a stupid example, but that clearly goes to show you how important it is to construct a clear, concise, like, polite email that is understood by the masses. Oh, for sure. And not even the brand, right? The brand itself now is of even lesser value than I have, you know, previously given it. So I I just think that they could have done such a better, like, so much of a more of a better job of handling this fuck up. And it just exactly. goes to show that writing anything, especially emails in the corporate world, right, or online shopping is so important to convey yeah. the type of message that you actually want for your target audience. Yeah, definitely. And it's for that reason that, like, copywriters are now being hired because we're here to make sure that you don't sound like a giant idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And like publicists and stuff, right? Yeah. Exactly. And that's why we're here to make you sound like a genius. Uh, so hire us. Hire me specifically um, to that brand if you want, if you want help with your copy and just like, you know, in general help, like, let me know. I got you. Yeah. I mean, don't hire me because I will for- literally be like that guy that stood behind Obama, the, the, the the guy who Key is and very, Michael Key yeah yeah to be yeah. his like aggressive translator Obama's angry translator yeah that's me that's still one of the best <laughs> Key and Peele sketches I love that sketch the best yeah the best. but don't hire me unless you want that hire Chris yes oh my god well guys uh we did another one we did it this week that's two that's two down 
Yeah, it is. Yes, perfect. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we we like doing these. Do you like doing these? Uh, do you like listening to us do these? Words, numbers, <laughs> years, space, time, continuum. Um, let us know. We like to hear from you. So shoot us an email at editorealpodcast at gmail.com on the social medias at editorial on the hipstagram and on the Twitter. Uh, and if you are actually listening from England and or any other country that's not, you know, the grand old great white north, uh, let us know if you're using a VPN, just lie to us and let us know either which way, because it'd make us feel good. And who doesn't like dopamine on any given day? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me that you're from Pluto. I would really appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks guys so much for listening to this week's episode. We'll see you in the next. Stay real. Stay real.